0: Thank you for joining us today. Today's date is May 8th, 2022. And my name is Pastor John Hardeman. I'm with the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. This is Mother's Day for us this year. And it's also the fourth Sunday after Easter. The text I'll be uh, preaching from today is found in Acts chapter 9. And I'll begin in verse 36. Again, Acts chapter 9, beginning at verse 36. It goes as follows, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which when translated is Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, <laughs> let me refer, that time refers to Christ's disciple, Peter, who was visiting in a nearby town called Lydda. So about that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please come at once. Peter went with him. And when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still alive with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed, Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her up to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon the reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in this incredible passage of scripture, we, as a main character, has Tabitha, the woman who uh, lived uh, her life full as a disciple of Jesus Christ, and she was loved. But Lord, I just ask that as we look at this uh, text of scripture, We will be able to look inward at our own lives and what kind of legacy we would leave. Father, I recognize you as the real teacher here. So, Father, use everything and bring us to this point where we want to live wholeheartedly for you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a beautiful story telling of the adventures of Peter, the Apostle Jesus Christ, who helped spread the gospel by being obedient to God. On this Mother's Day, however, I would like to spend time on the dead woman who was raised from the dead. Her death brought to mind a couple times I was part of a conversation where we voiced out loud who would show up for our own funeral and who wouldn't. (laughs) or would our lives have impacted those we rub shoulders with on a daily basis or not? What would people say about our absence? It really isn't a bad thing to think about while we are still alive. It might spur us on to become a better, more Christ-like person. Ask yourself, what kind of person am I right now? What word or phrase would characterize how you have lived? Are you stingy? Are you messy? Do you care for others? Or are you self centered? I reminded of a couple who couldn't bring themselves to the splurge on anything. <laughs> Morris and his wife Esther went to the state fair every year, and every year Morris would say to Esther, Esther. I'd like to ride in that helicopter. Esther always replied, I know, Morris, but that helicopter ride is fifty dollars, and fifty dollars is fifty dollars. One year, Esther and Morris went to the fair, and Morris said, Esther, I'm eighty five years old. If I don't ride that helicopter, I might never, never get another chance. To this, Esther replied, Morris, That helicopter ride is $50, and $50 is $50. The pilot overheard the couple and said, Folks, I'll make you a deal. I'll take you both for a ride. If you can stay quiet for that entire ride and not say a word, I won't charge you. But if you say one word, it's $50. Morris and Esther agreed, and up they went. The pilot did all kinds of fancy maneuvers, but not a word was heard. He did his daredevil tricks over and over again, but still, not a word. When they landed, the pilot turned to Morris and said, Great Scott, man, I did everything I could to get you to yell out, but you didn't. I'm impressed. Morris replied, Well, to tell the truth, I almost said something when Esther fell out, but you know, $50 is $50. (laughs) What will you be remembered? For when you die, in our text, the writer of Acts, uh, he felt like it was worthy to mention both the Aramaic name of Tabitha along with her Greek name Dor- Dorcas. I'm, personally, I'm missing the significance of that, uh, but both main, both names have the same meaning, gazelle. I will refer to her as Tabitha throughout the sermon. Although there's a lot of details we don't know about Tabitha, such as how old she was when she died. Was she ever married? And if so, did she have any children? Was she a widow? We know she was sick. But was she sickly, like frail most of her life? We don't really know. But what we do know, however, it's quite telling. (laughs) Verse 36 mentions that she was a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, part of that bit, or that she's remembered for, is always doing good, helping the poor. <laughs> when you die, what will you be remembered for? Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol describes two miserable lots. The opening line telling of the funeral of Jacob Marley, who was a deader than a doornail and only had one person in attendance. That one person was the main character of the story, Ebenezer Scrooge, who is a miser, miserly London-based money lender, described in this story as a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. <laughs> not so with Tabitha; she is not despised but loved. They washed her dead body and placed her in the upper room. The Bible tells us that they heard that Peter was in the nearby town of Lydda, so they sent for him, and he came. My sources, mainly Google, mentions that it is an 11-mile trip between the cities. Walking, slant jogging, you can make that round trip in about six hours. Put that in perspective, where I live, I can make that distance in 15 minutes by car. In the day, however, it took considerable time and effort to make this trip. In itself, this was an act of love. With that mentioned, I have a question for you to consider. If Tabitha was dead, why send for Peter, who was at least six hours away? Death was no stranger to these people. People died all the time. It was customary for the dead to be buried before sunset, the day of their death. We know Jesus was buried the day of his death. Then why such care for Tabitha's dead body? By the believer's actions, I believe they thought she could be resurrected from the dead. I believe also in verse 39, backs this says, a belief up even further once peter arrives they usher him upstairs to where tabitha is lying no fanfare no moments to meet and greet no taking time to wash their feet if there was no sense of urgency to resurrect the body why didn't they take the time to be polite no peter is rushed upstairs to where tabitha lays All the widows, verse 39b says, All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with him. Peter clears the room, bows down on his knees and prays. Afterwards, Peter tells Tabitha to get up. She opens her eyes and Peter helps her up. Then Peter presents this once dead, but now alive person to them, and they were overjoyed by this wonderful miracle. Verse 42 tells us, This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. What I want to zero in on by this story is the kind of people that is impacted by it. Obviously, Tabitha was impacted. (laughs) Those who heard of this remarkable resurrection were impacted. Many who heard, believed the Bible tells us. All those who find and read for themselves how God was moving through the early church. Yesterday and today, were are impacted by this. What impresses me about this story was how and why God was even interested in this lady in Joppa. She was not famous. That wasn't how. She was resurrected by the dead, I'm sure. She wasn't a glamorous or a well-known person who uh, uh, who people would know except for in that little town. She wasn't a big-shot religious leader or, or a politician. She was just a Christ follower who went to church every Sunday. <laughs> she was just, just known as a seamstress who shared her talent with others. She just just lived out what it meant to follow Jesus in her ordinary existence. She just just practiced the fruit of the Spirit to the best of her ability. I'm going to share with you Galatians 5:22 who uh, where it speaks of the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control this is what i want you to take home today tabitha was just an ordinary person like you and an ordinary person like myself and to realize that just just like jesus taking notice of this ordinary seamstress jesus is interested in you Can you believe that Jesus is interested in you and your affairs today, right now? No matter how stone-cold heart one could be, that knowledge should make us desire this Jesus, this Jesus presence in our lives more than anything else in the world. It sends shivers down my back just thinking that the creator of the universe cares that much about me, about us. Jesus, what Jesus is speaking to you right now. What is he saying? Have you asked Christ to forgive you of your sins? Is he bringing to your mind sins that need to be confessed? Is he reminding you of your past commitments to him? I encourage you to pay attention and not leave this setting until you have cleaned up all accounts with God right now. Would you pray with me, please, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, to be cared for, to be interested in a person such as Tabitha, where she's just an ordinary person, and yet you loved her so much that you cared for her. You raised her from the dead. And Lord, you were the same yesterday. Today and tomorrow you haven't changed and you're not going to change. Which says you're interested in us and what we're concerned about concerns you. So Father, I just ask you to move in our lives that we would see you and live for you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to leave you with this thought. What legacy do you want to leave with the people in your life today? How do you want to be remembered in this life? Today is our opportunity to change. Please don't waste it. Regardless of your past, God can give you new life, to give you new beginnings, a brand new chance, to change darkness into light and to give him control of your life today. There's a little song. It goes in his time. In his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, please show me every day, as you're teaching me your way, that you do just what you say in your time. In your time, in your time, you can make all things beautiful in your time. Lord, my life to you I bring. May each song I have to sing be to you a lovely thing in your time. Lord, please show me every day as you're teaching me your way, that you do just what you say in your time. Until we meet again, may God richly bless you.